0: hey everybody welcome back to another episode of lcbjj talks i'm your host carlos archila with me this week is brian brian is a purple belt with us he is actually a police officer in a local department in the area so we sit down and we talk about a little bit about his job and his past and i've known brian for uh nine years and uh, we started we trained And we talk about a little bit about his past, but we mainly really spend some time on what it means to, you know, use jujitsu in a work setting when it when it comes to being a police officer and some of the legal possible legal ramifications of using jujitsu. It's not always cut and dry. So um, I hope you guys enjoy the talk. I certainly did. Brian's a uh, Brian's a cool guy. uh, Easy to easy to get along with. you know with his job and and he'll explain something about his job and the different type of hats he wears in the department it's hard for him to train but he still finds time to train at least once or twice a week and um you know he's i guess you know he's been doing it for nine years so i hope you guys enjoyed i'll see you guys on the other side bye are you ready no <laughs> enough talking about your fat physique
1: I, I thought the purpose of this was to talk about my yeah that's physique.
0: true so we started just to let you know. Okay. Uh, so I'm here with Brian. Hi, Brian. How are you?
1: Hi. I'm well. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Um, how long have you? How long have we trained together? How long have we known each other?
1: I met if if I'm remembering correctly, I met you in April of t- April 2009. You're specific. How do you know? How, why are you so specific? I marked the date in the calendar as the day <laughs> I met Carlos. <laughs> worst day of my life. No, we met in April of 09 because that's when I started training at Newbreed in Skokie. And I think at the time uh, you were a four-stripe blue belt, right? I
0: don't know. I don't know. Sure. I've
1: thought i thought a lot about this.
0: <laughs> at 09? I have no idea. Yeah. yeah probably. That probably was. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Because the reason is because I'm moving and I just saw my certificate that I got as a brown belt. It was twenty twelve. So I went from blue to brown in three years. That's yeah, a, yeah that's a McDojo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what we'll call it.
0: No. Um How about going blue to black in two years? That's a McDojo. That's a McDojo. But um why uh at the time you were a failed football player from North from North Park?
1: I was a failed everything from North Park, huh. yeah. I had, uh, I had just gotten done playing football in, uh, I wanna say like November of 08. So I played in college at like a really small school. Did he- Spiegelman
0: end your career? Is that Spie- what I heard? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that.
1: I'm sure that's what he tells everybody, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I played at a really small school. Um, wasn't big enough to play anywhere big so when I got done playing football, I wanted to keep competing in something and I wanted to keep doing something athletic. And I was kind of a UFC bro in college. Yeah, so am I. Like Still everybody am. I think that starts Jiu Jitsu at one time or another. Still am. Yeah. And, uh, and New Breed happened to be the, the place closest to my house to start training in something. And uh, so I walked in and took a, took a class and it was the biggest, can I swear? Yeah. It was the biggest goat fuck of any first class. I was a hot mess. Like I was I was being so disrespectful without having any idea I was being disrespectful. Like I was wearing a rash guard with no sleeves, just shoving my armpit in everybody's I like it.
0: face. You still do that. Yeah. Do you remember who taught your first class?
1: Mark Vives. Really? Yeah, he taught my oh. first class and my first role was Colin.
0: Colinator. Yeah.
1: And uh, and I remember looking at him and being like man, this guy's really skinny. Like, there's no way he's going to do anything to me. And then the next thing I remember, he's like, hey, bro, are you okay? <laughs> and I had no idea where I was.
0: Did, you, did he put you
1: out? With a triangle choke. Really? Yeah. I was Because I, I was in his closed guard, and I was picking him up like a couple inches and like slamming him down. Yeah, there out. you go. Atta boy. And he looked at me, and he looked at me like kind of like, motherfucker, the first one was free. Now you're going to get hurt. And he put me in a triangle choke. I something. did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if does he Colin remember? remember? That. I don't Colin, know. Well, oh, for sure,
0: Colin doesn't about. remember. He doesn't remember anything. Um, I want to message him. I want to tell him that. Yeah, I want to tell him that that you put him out. No, he, that he put
1: me out. Yeah, no. Don't, don't wait. Don't tell oh him. no, yeah. That's what I. That's what I meant. <laughs>
0: that you. That I. Uh, that you put him or he put you out. Yeah, I don't want to go through really? that again. Really? Yeah. He still comes up here. He's yeah, still here. He lives in the area. I know. I Haven't seen him in a couple of weeks, but he's still here. Holy moly! Yeah. Was I there? No, I wasn't there. No, you weren't there. No, I wasn't there. Who else was there? Spiegelman there? I don't remember. You don't remember much? No. It's a long time ago. It's like 10 years. hmm Fuck. You've been doing this 10 years.
1: On and off, yeah. Why off? I took, uh, I missed about a year and a half because I, I injured my back pretty bad. Where? Um, where did I injure it or where on my back?
0: Yeah, where? Was that work?
1: I was working out at the station.
0: Perfect. When by station, you mean you're a cool fireman? or uh,
1: <laughs> A professional nap taker? No, I work for a living. I'm, I'm a police officer.
0: Okay. You don't have to tell people where because that's... Yeah. People will stalk you. Um, the dozens of fans of the podcast will stalk you. Um, so, you're, <laughs> so you're working at the cop shop and yeah. then...
1: Yeah, I herniated a disc, L5-S1. Um, that took you
0: out in a year and a half I did the same thing and broke my vertebrae and I was back in you, I was back in a week
1: you are all that is man <laughs>
0: it's back in a week <laughs> really and yeah. then you took a year off took a year off got laziness real fat. yeah
1: well I was also in that year and a half I was rehabbing my back and I was preparing to go to a SWAT selection SWAT tryouts
0: ah okay that takes a while yeah I know another police officer well before he uh he was trying to do that thing, too, but for Chicago, and he, yeah.
1: I know who you're talking about. Yeah,
0: I know. He, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, but, uh, okay, what did you do before you became a cop? Because you did, because you, cause you're a cop now. You're a police officer now, but you, what would you, what'd you do before then? I what? was a, a physical education teacher. You're a gym teacher.
1: A physical educator.
0: <laughs> did you teach uh, line dancing?
1: I taught it all. That's yep. part of uh, Line the Line dancing, team handball, volleyball, Tepic sacra. I you don't ever, even know what that is. Have you ever heard of that? No, score? what it's is like, that? It's like uh, volleyball with your feet. It's like volleyball and soccer.
0: Really, they play that in gym class? Yep. The most exotic thing I played was badminton. <laughs> most of the time we were just lifting weights or playing floor, no, not, we didn't play floor hockey, basketball, we played team basketball. This
1: sounds like a prison yard.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, if you knew Lake at the time, it was it's pretty much a prison yard. Um, I think we did three on three. I think one time we did five on five. That was tiring. Because there's no subs, you know? Cause there, so there's a few games going on. That was tiring. I had a brand new respect of cardio for that day. Not much, but I don't know. Not enough to keep doing it. No, hell no. What, uh... So you got interested because of the UFC, and mm-hmm. you started. You be a you be bro. Um, I gotta ask you. Did what um, you told? You know what? I remember the story from the when you were in the academy. And how they showed you, a choke. But they were doing it wrong, and then you're trying to do it right, and then you got yelled at. Oh God! Yeah. Was that am I telling? Is that right?
1: Trying to remember because I remember talking about this with you when I was going to the academy. I don't remember if it was a cross choke or what, it was something, but yeah, I was getting corrected and and told to do it the wrong way. But you know,
0: that didn't make sense. I I
1: just said okay, I
0: smiled and nodded and went along. What were they choking you with? The shirts, yeah, your t shirts, no, 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 no. or uniform shirts in the academy or wearing uniform in the academy,
1: yeah, really,
0: yes, I didn't know that. I thought it was just like. Well, my reference, but the only thing I have about a police academy is police academy of the movies.
1: That's a good reference. That's close to a documentary. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's the academy was like a, a, a transition on the first day. It's it's
0: you're just
1: a recruit. Nobody addresses you as officer or anything like that. And what do they call you? Shithead. Really? No, recruit. Oh. And then by the end of the academy, you're dressing like a police officer and and. Kind of on your way to moving out into the world and being a productive. With employee. Mahoney and and, and uh, what's his face,
0: Bobcat Tackleberry and
1: Tackleberry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what has uh, so when being a cop has that? Uh, has it helped you doing jiu-jitsu?
1: Yeah, not necessarily in the way that that people might think. What it, ways? It's on its surface, jiu-jitsu, I think makes you a more a better police officer because you're able to better handle physical situations. But let's say, just throw out numbers, if you're out of hundred arrests, maybe one or two people resist arrest. So mm. it's not really uh, necessarily a frequent occurrence, Right. but it makes you a more confident person. It makes you more able to handle that one or 2%. The way that jujitsu has really helped me is it it's given me a it's a way to stay plugged into a community that has absolutely nothing to do with my career right. if that makes sense. So in any vocation you end up spending time with people in that vocation, right? If you're a welder, you hang out with other welders, you go out and you drink beer after shift. I think it's pronounced stuff
0: and, with the you yeah, with the torches when you're drunk. Yeah,
1: you do you get drunk and you weld <laughs> shit, right? <laughs> But I think with cops, that tends to be really exaggerated, and it, it can be problematic when over time, all your friends become cops, and all Man. the friends you had before you were a cop, you're no longer friends with. That's bad. That's not healthy to be that myopic in your viewpoint.
0: These are big words you're using. I'm going to have to pause it to just to fucking look these words up. Vocation, myopic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Uh, a
1: lot of big words, but it's... So the people here are worth knowing. So it's just a way for me to come hang out
0: with people. Yeah, some. Not Reno. Not Reno. Um, He's not going to listen to this, is he? No, he doesn't even know how to work at the (laughs) podcast. Robert just recently found out. Scott just recently found out.
1: So now that's all he's going to do with the firehouse. He's going to nap and listen to podcasts. (laughs) Nap
0: and go to podcasts. That's interesting. I mean, no, you're right because, you know, obviously all the cops that we've trained with down in we just started. They're, I mean, they keep a good, they keep a good, um, I guess, um, you know, outside interest, and they're not so myopic.
1: A little work-life balance. Uh,
0: yeah, they're, uh, but yeah, they're, all the cops are cops. Cops are always going you know, to hang out with cops, and you always see that. Cop yeah, always,
1: and and that's natural, but you yeah. also have to have to have some work-life balance. It's
0: the same thing with jujitsu too. In what way? Because when you do jujitsu a lot, like myself, I mean. Don't get me wrong. I still have friends outside of jujitsu, and I still keep those friends. But a lot of friends I lost. But then the th- then again, it's almost like I probably should have lost them anyway because they're probably not good friends. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess it filters out some shit in your life. I guess. Yeah. In a way. Well, same thing with a cop it could be same thing with being a cop and for you it's kind way. of
1: it's a two-sided coin on the one side you've got the jiu Jitsu side, which takes up a lot of your time with the training, but you've also got the business side and right. running a business and promoting that business and I imagine that takes up as much if not more time than just no, the it jiu-jitsu. takes
0: up it takes up some time um, people fail to realize how much time it actually does take up it actually takes up more time than training' training's two hours and then everything else is you know fucking. Takes up more, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. You, so you get that work, you got that good balance. And then
1: also, a lot of cops get fat,
0: and I'm getting fat, but I'm trying to slow that process as much as possible. No, I get you. <laughs> I see it. No, I see it. Do you guys have a physical test? No, right? You guys don't do um, like, pat- like a PT
1: test, do you? For patrol, you have a PT test just to get hired and just to pass the academy. But during my then life, throughout, that, all bets are off. <laughs> all bets are off. And it just goes up for grabs. Um, on the SWAT side, which is the other part of my job, we have uh, a PT test twice twice a year.
0: Okay. What does it consist of? It's nothing
1: crazy, but it, you have to run a mile and a half in 1220, which is Oof. tough for, for some of the bigger guys. Yeah. And then uh, push ups and sit ups. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: So it's not like the regular power test. Right. Where it's bench press and. Right it's actual an actual actual PT test like the army or the military, some military, not the Coast Guard.
1: Um, well, they're Homeland Security. Coast Guard, I think. Whatever. Some, um, some coasty somewhere screaming at me. Who cares?
0: Um, Coast Guard. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, one of the one of the recruiters gets on the podcast and we'll probably just make fun of the Coast Guard the whole time. Um, well, I don't make it as fun as he they, he does. Um, <laughs> you're an army guy, right? No, um, <laughs> I am, but, uh, what a, so what a, so, okay. So you've never, people don't resist arrest because you, oh, they do. I mean, you don't work. I mean, also another thing too, is you don't work in a, I mean, do you get a lot of crime where you work? Cause you don't work. I mean, you I don't work, work
1: in a rough and tumble town. No, okay, I work yeah, in yeah. a very, I work in a very affluent suburb. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a lot of financial crimes and things like that, but we also have, I mean, people of all financial backgrounds hit their wives. People <laughs> of all financial yeah. backgrounds drive drunk, of course. So, you know, we deal with stuff maybe not to the extent that somebody working in Inglewood, but we've, I mean, we've had our share of shootings and stabbings and.
0: But and you get more of. Um, I look at it this way, and I just started. If you work in such a uh, ritzy neighborhood, and uh, you're another, uh, you know. Fucking five cent word, affluent neighborhood. That's a big word. Um, would it be more, it's almost like you have to use more of the physical side of, of jujitsu if they if you do have to handle yourself? It, I, what I'm trying to say is, I think it's more important for maybe somebody in those departments to do jujitsu because of the fact of the non, quote unquote, non violent nature of it, of where you can control them. 100% as opposed to somebody who might not and is like kind of hothead and goes, And this, you got this, um, you know, whatever financial dude that's going to be like miles off to you. Then the first thing they do is, you know, they throw that punch and it's like now, now you punched him or her. (laughs) And then, you know.
1: Right. Everybody's seen videos of cops doing stuff that they shouldn't do. And in in 2018, um, every time that we do something, we're being recorded, whether it's by our cameras or whether it's by somebody holding a cell you have the body?
0: We don't yet. Body, no body, no Every, body cameras? Okay. Everybody's
1: moving in that direction. But, you know, if you if you go about your job like you're always on camera, you're not going to do anything wrong. Right. So it it looks better on camera if you're using control tactics to control somebody mm-hmm. as opposed to Donkey Kong in their head, right. if that makes sense. And that's where jiu-jitsu really comes into play.
0: But even some parts of jiu-jitsu, too, can look. And I'm just trying to think of because I've seen some videos of guys that you know, are using jiu-jitsu quote-unquote techniques where they're putting somebody down and that person obviously, the only way you could put somebody down is with more, using a little bit more strength, using a little bit more, a tighter grip, and then that person eventually gets slammed onto the ground. Sure. I'm not talking about a big suplex, belly-to-belly belly, suplex, yeah. but I'm saying like an, a simple clinch takedown, that person's going to slam the ground no matter mm-hmm. what, and that's where they they're going to be like, you slammed into the ground. Well, that's not really a slam. Right. What is the So when it comes to what is the rules on using that, that type of force, like physical type of force? Is that
1: Well, to kind of simplify it as much as possible in a way that doesn't make it boring, as we'll call it a resistor. As the resistor escalates their level of force, we can escalate our level of force. So where, where our level of force starts with officer presence, just mm-hmm. by a uniformed police officer standing there, We'll say ninety-eight percent of people comply. For those two percent that continue to escalate their behavior, we move into empty-hand techniques, which jujitsu falls under. Empty-hand techniques. I think both soft and hard. An example of a soft empty-hand technique would be like a hold, um, a tackle, something like that. A hard
0: empty-hand technique
1: is balling up a fist and cracking the guy in the jaw three or four
0: times. Or ten. Um, or ten. Behind the cop car. What? Uh, okay. Wow. Either way, if you go to court, let's say if you go to court, which, and you guys use, you guys start punching, you guys punch somebody in the face. Mm-hmm. You said, what, hard hand, I guess? It's a hard,
1: empty hand techniques. Hard, yeah,
0: hard, empty hand. Which looks better in the eyes of the judge. Which will, will get you guys out of trouble more.
1: Soft, empty hand techniques will get you out of trouble more.
0: Because okay. you're using a
1: technique that will control... You're not necessarily aiming to cause impact, even if it does. Mm-hmm. Like the example you were giving of the tackle or the slam. Right. Um, and, and it's easier to justify. It's a lower level of force.
0: Okay. Knowing that, why don't more cops actually do jiu-jitsu? <sighs> laziness.
1: Overall? 100% I think it's laziness. Okay. I, I think it's laziness, and I think there's a lot of ego involved. When you try to... For whatever reason, there's a personality type that when they put a uniform on and they strap a gun to their hip, automatically they think that they're equipped to handle yeah, me. any si- <laughs> Yeah, that's me. Uh, that's you. That's me. But but they think they're equipped to handle any situation, and, and they don't want to put themselves on a mat where they're rolling with somebody else where their ego can be bruised, where they can kind of be exposed and and maybe that, that, that hard image that they like to portray mm-hmm. is kind of shattered when now somebody... Who's 175 pounds is able to completely dominate
0: you physically. If you're a 200 pound man. Or 250 like me. (laughs) What? (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like it's, I mean, you're right. And I see some of the cops that we have here. They're cool. Mm -hmm. You can tell that their ego is. In check. Is in check. Whether it got in check being here or. It already was, and they're very like, "Hey, man, I need this because they might have had something. They might have had something happen at work, Um, or the you know all the cops in Newbury because Newbury has a ton of cops. Mm -hmm. Um, They're all pretty cool. Yeah, Freddie, Danny, even Big Ed. Um, I saw him the other day. He he, I I thought he was hungover." But he always has that look, like he is hungover. But, <laughs> that
1: guy is just a tank.
0: Yeah, he's a big man. But um, have you ever have you ever had an in- incident where you've been like, thank God I know jujitsu? Yeah, we've been rolling around trying to hold
1: somebody down on the ground that's really trying to get away from us, or really trying to you know the the person who you tell they're under arrest and they look at you like, no, I'm not, <coughs> <laughs> and so then the fight's on and. And it's good to, to know jiu to be able to hold them down until you can kind of get the cavalry there. Like right. if you're by yourself and you're able to get to your radio and just say, hey, you know, code three, I need help here. Mm-hmm. And you're able to stay in a position of dominance, whether it's mount, side control, or something, and just hold them there. What's the best the position there.
0: What's the best position as a cop? When you're training, what position do you think is better for a cop to be in, to learn?
1: It's 100% situationally dependent because we're not doing what we do on a map where there's no obstruction right we're usually doing what what we do in small shitty apartments shitty tiny little hallways where there's not enough room to move mm-hmm. so any position that you can get to where you're not in danger of having your tools taken off your belt whether it's a gun taser baton knife anything anywhere where you can protect your tools and maintain some degree of control over somebody so neon belly mount side control those are all really good
0: do you so i mean you're, not only I mean, are you a police officer, and you're, but you're also working on, you are saying something, what were you working on, what, kind of, what type of curriculum? Do you help out with the yeah, tactics, so, the defensive tactics? Yeah, I wear a
1: lot of hats at, at my department. I'm a field training officer, defensive tactics instructor, firearms instructor, rapid deployment instructor, which is active shooter interdiction.
0: So You're an FTO?
1: Yeah, I'm an FTO. Every time I think of... Carlos like, is making the most surprised face I've ever seen. Like I think shocking.
0: of... Because, no, because I'm like... I think of Denzel Washington. Yeah, it's pretty much day. exactly like exactly. that. Exactly! <laughs> You're just making the guy smoke PCP in the middle of their shift to see if they can handle it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's exactly what the FTO oh, process looks like. That's what like. I thought.
0: So, but, so you do all... So you make all, so you, all those hats? You, yeah. Okay, and then are you... Do you incorporate jujitsu as much?
1: So that's that's tough. If I'm honest, I'm not able to incorporate jujitsu as much as I would like to because everything in law enforcement, if you're going to teach somebody how to do it, there needs to be uh, it needs to kind of be unpacked as far as the legal aspects, if that right. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I might approach my immediate supervisors and say, Hey, I would like to teach a little bit of ground fighting, and they'll say, Well, hey, we'll need we'll need a lesson plan. We'll need some kind of law enforcement-approved curriculum before you are able to teach any ground fighting? It? That's kind of the million-dollar question. Okay. There are people putting on uh, – there are organizations that put on more law enforcement-structured ground fighting classes like the uh, Gracie. Is it Hunter Gracie? Yeah. He does a lot of cop jiu-jitsu stuff, mm-hmm. um, and I think he offers a certification. The problem is his classes are very expensive and they're very tough to get into.
0: mmm yeah, i seen those, I seen him do those classes. i seen, I seen him do the jujitsu with, uh, and I want it, because I'm going to wear it during just teaching kids' class, where they wear, like, um, the belt.
1: Like a gun belt?
0: A gun belt with the fake gun. That's awesome. With the, I think I've seen him do that with the fake gun. And I'm like, I'm going to wear that. You should. I, remember, I didn't even know what he was doing, but I'm like, I want that. It doesn't matter. But then I you was, yeah, I, do. I don't care. And I'm like, I want that. Dude, um, throw that on in some American flag pants in your set. <laughs> Be like, here's my certification. Okay, that's, well, I mean, there's a lot of so there's a lot of rules. It's it's not cut and dry that where what I'm trying to get to is so what I, what i what I was thinking is is and I think there's this misconception of where people are like, hey, I'm a police officer or you're a cop, you go do jujitsu because it's gonna save your life and it does and it can and there's hundred percent and there's instances it does, but the thing is is the ramifications that you might face if. The ramifications of teaching other police officers jiu jitsu. like everybody's like, why don't cops just learn jiu jitsu when they're in the force or anything? But like you said, there's a lot of rules, at least here in Illinois, when it comes to teaching another police officer, you know, mount control or a simple uh, hold or a clinch or yes. something. So,
1: and even down to what we in jiu jitsu refer to as chokes, the law looks at any neck restraint there's a difference by law between a choke mm-hmm. and a carotid neck restraint mm-hmm. right so a choke is something that cuts off the airway so we would right. call it an air choke yeah. a carotid neck restraint is something that cuts off blood Yeah. right so like a blood choke right. that puts you unconscious they both result in the same thing mm-hmm. but in the eyes of the law they're two different things which
0: is more dangerous
1: not really laid out, and nobody wants to be the first one that goes to court saying, I didn't choke him. I was merely executing a carotid neck restraint. Does that make sense? Right. So for, for cops, the kind of rule of thumb that we're taught is if you touch the neck, it's deadly force. So you can't touch the neck unless you're justified in shooting him or stabbing him.
0: Okay. Okay. Clear as mud? No. Uh, that's not clear at all because when you look at a <laughs> – here's the thing my years of doing jiu-jitsu, when you do... I'm sorry,
1: I misspoke. It's not a carotid neck restraint. It's a vascular neck restraint.
0: I uh, When you do jiu-jitsu... So when you're doing jiu-jitsu and you do a, a choke on somebody, that choke looks like a choke, but it could be a neck crank. Or mm-hmm. it, it, the, the the actual technique looks like it's, what it's a, is one thing, but in a in actual pra- practical usage, re- results in something else. Like, I'll do a I'll do a, a rare naked choke, like Jack. Jack was on the Jack was on the on the podcast, okay? And um, I know when I use him as a when I use him as a as a as a demo during the class, and I do a choke on him from the back. It's not a choke. It is, be- but I'm crushing his windpipe. But then I can do it to, you know, Aaron, the same exact choke, the same exact way. Then he's like, oh, that's a that's a choke. That's a blood that's choke. That's a blood choke, right. But it all it's all very dependent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can see where it gets muddy. And yeah. in, and the explanation of that, people are like, well, then just don't do it. Yeah. And I know how because that's how a lot of military organization, military type organizations would be. We're like, well, just don't fucking do it then. Right. Because I've heard that many, many times. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't explain it. Don't do it. Right. You know.
1: So, right now, there's very little case law as far as people going to court and testifying, cops going to court and testifying. Uh, it wasn't a choke. It was a vascular neck restraint. Despite how bad you think it looks on camera, mm-hmm. it was actually a very safe technique.
0: But, he, and yeah, then they, then they pull you out in court, and they're like, well, demonstrate it on me. Well, if you're Jack, being the lawyer, and I just use Jack because he has a pronounced um, Adam's apple, and they're like, okay, demonstrate it on me. Oh, you hurt my neck. Right. Oh, it's a neck and, oh, you know, objection, mm-hmm. order in the court. So there's that. I'll where, take a chicken sandwich <laughs> type of thing. I don't know how, what court does, but you know what I mean? Right. So there's that where there, there, it's
1: muddy waters as far as what constitutes a choke and what doesn't. And then, and I don't want to piss off people in law enforcement, but a lot of training in law enforcement tends to be check the box. So mm-hmm. the end result, nobody really cares if you're getting better at defensive tactics or if you're getting better at ground fighting, the department going cares. through the motions. Can we check the box and say, you've been trained on ground fighting, now moving forward, we can say that you've been trained, you should know what you're doing as far as ground fighting.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, they so, wash their hands and they're just like, that's that's all on you, We hey, we trained you. Right. And they don't know. So
1: I, I know at this point, I'm kind of talking in a circle, the end, the end product of that is if you're a police officer, you should be seeking out a jujitsu
0: school mm-hmm.
1: and coming and getting training on your own and not relying on the department to give it to you.
0: But it's not as cut and dry, and I'm just trying to put this out to a lot of people, and I and I agree, I, I think every police officer should be doing jujitsu anyway, but there's a lot of big advocates that I think they put it out there. You have to explore this topic in a way because I think you have to, as a business owner, and you have to be very educated on, on what you say and what you can't say and the position you take on certain things. Now, I'm very clear of like, listen, you should be doing jiu-jitsu because of number 1. Yeah, it's going to help you restrain somebody. Mm-hmm. You to be better control. Number 2, like you said, it's going to get you relieve stress and get you away from doing cop things. Yeah. Those are the big re- yeah, those are the reasons, but just because you're doing jiu- you know, people advocate every police officer should do it because it's going to save their life meaning like there's a one some people that there's some school owners or some when they of jujitsu instructors they think of like you know cops should be doing jujitsu because that's what they should be doing but they don't understand like it's got to be other situations and sometimes these cops hesitate because they're like well i don't want to get in trouble and i don't Mm want to do this and i don't do that and i don't want to like you said i just want to check the box and move on or i don't want to get in i I, I would do it but i want to get in trouble and it stops me right um there's more to it than just apply a choke. Choke to it. if you knew jujitsu and choked him, it would have been he would have been saved. Maybe, exactly. but then he would that guy would have lost his lost his job. <laughs> anything,
1: anything you do, you're going to have to justify in yeah. in court. And as you become more experienced in law enforcement and more experienced in jujitsu, you start looking at techniques in jujitsu um, through that kind of lens of legality and and through that lens of would this technique be in compliance with my department policy? Right. A lot of them are. Some of them aren't. And you just kind of filter out the ones that aren't. And maybe you make a commitment to not use those techniques at work.
0: Right. But that takes a lot of time.
1: <laughs> like anything worth doing. Right.
0: It takes a lot. It does take a lot of time. And I do realize it. Um, and I think that's where people are always looking for that quick, like, mm-hmm. that quick, like, get me certified. I want an instructor that's walking around with a cool fake gun. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. And I like working with police officers because I think a lot of it and I just I literally just go you tell me what you know and I'll correct it mm-hmm. and I'm like, what can I do and what can I what can't you do and what can't you do I'm not gonna teach you jiu if you're coming in and I'll work with you and do that I'd be like, okay tell me what you can do well you should, well maybe you should do this I'm like I know you guys have your gun and you should protect your gun at all times and not do that you yeah. know um, I worked with a um, I worked with a um, um, you can put, you can just put it in, I worked with a, um, sorry, the mailman, strapping off mail, um, with a local police department, and I won't say, and, um, uh, it was me and, and, and Patty, we worked with them, and it was awesome, and it was great, and I'm glad they came in, and I want to work with them even more, uh, because they showed me some stuff, and I'm just like, no, you don't do that. In a jujitsu sense.
1: So they showed you stuff that they were being taught at their department?
0: Or they just knew, and I showed them. I'm like, well, that's how you get out of the mount. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do that. Oh, wait, we don't block the foot. It's like, well, then you don't get out of the mount. <laughs> you know? Um,
1: we don't do it that way. Well, then you don't do it at all.
0: Well, no. And it's like, well, how do you control? Like, mm-hmm. well, how do you control somebody when you're walking with a prisoner? Oh, well, we do it this way. And I just wanted to be like, here, arrest me and just be like, right. and just like, that's a terrible bust idea. Out and then I showed him like a two-on-one grip. Oh, this is much better. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the the biggest one, the kicker, and I was just like, oh my God, um, was a choke from the back. And they're, how do you get out of it? And they were doing it and um, I'm like, that's wrong. You're not doing that. You're turning. As a jujitsu, you're turning into the choke. When you turn into the choke, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. That's what they were doing. And I'm like, you can't do that. You should not be doing that. That you're making it worse. Well, how do I get out of it? And I showed them. They're like, oh, that's way easier. And, they're, and they admitted. They're like, you know, every time we would teach this, uh, it was it was very difficult or you know wasn't we weren't 100% sure but you know we taught it because that's the way it was taught to us like oh and then uh, but then again it's like again it's it's like you can't you shouldn't be teaching that <laughs> teaching that, and then they're passing that knowledge on to other people and now I'm like now there's a group of people out there in the world that think that that's how you get out of a choke but you're actually making it worse and if they then they go back and they get attacked and I'm just like all oh, this crap is running in my head I'm like at least you're correcting it now right and moving forward you're going to do it correct but how many years have you been you know it's like how many years have you been teaching this
1: well and that's the problem with in, in any in any kind of anything pertaining to law enforcement it's not law enforcement specific but it, it really the ramifications can ripple out in ways that you can't comprehend right right when you have somebody teaching techniques whether it's defensive tactics, firearms, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. When you have somebody teaching techniques who don't have the competence to answer why they're teaching the technique that way, mm-hmm. that becomes a very dangerous thing. Right. If you can't say, here's here's what we do and here's why we do it this way, you either don't know it well enough to be teaching it, or it's a shitty technique that shouldn't be taught to begin with.
0: And then you got taught by somebody else. Is there a lot of? Do you ever run into a lot of – Defensive tactics instructors that are just like no, I'm not teaching jujitsu.
1: Yeah, because they don't know it.
0: But how about they refuse to do it? What if they have a? How about they, if they have like that? They have a source, but they're like, nah. No so thanks. They, they have that. I'll core. pass.
1: Mm, so they have like that core knowledge, or they know jujitsu, or they know how to do jujitsu to some degree. No,
0: no, they don't even know jujitsu. Let's say they don't even know. It's not. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a defensive tactics instructor for my department. I'm not even touching that. Be like, be like, because I do I box and we're gonna teach boxing and then you I'm not doing that. It's like I'm offering help here, this person's offering help. And I've heard of this situation happen with other other school owners around the country where they go and they're like, Hey man, I'm here to help. No, I'm good. We're good.
1: That's interesting. No, I have not no? run into okay. that in my department. No. I'm sure it happens. Yeah. But I think, I mean, it's 2018. Everybody knows about the effectiveness of, of jujitsu. I don't think. think anybody would dispute that. Right. That has two brain cells to rub together.
0: Mm, you would think. <laughs> you would think. you will be surprised. Yeah. I don't think it happens much around here, but it, you'd be surprised. Um. Cool. What, um. so beyond like jiu-jitsu, what other. So. I just don't want to talk a lot about you being a cop because that gets boring. Yeah. And um, you're not a fireman, so you don't have anything interesting to say. That's 100% Um, true. (laughs) What, uh, you've been doing it for, you've been doing it for what? Nine years now. On and off nine years. On and off nine years. And then. Nine years with a break. When you come in, you talked about the ego, and and I've asked this sometimes, through your nine years, what type of person sticks around when they do jujitsu? do you think? Oh, this is interesting
1: because you and I had this conversation very recently. I think if you come in on your first day, everybody gets their ass kicked. It's just the way it is and the way it should be. If your reaction to that is, holy shit, that is so cool. I need to learn that, Mm -hmm. you will stick around for the long haul. If your reaction on that first day is to get frustrated Mm -hmm. and, and stomp around and throw your shit against the wall... You're not going to stick around for the long haul because you're in it right. for the wrong reasons and you have you have the wrong, you need a paradigm shift.
0: Mm-hmm. That's and, another big word, yeah? Yeah. I wouldn't turn this to a drinking game. I wouldn't put it on the podcast and be like, Time Brian uses a big word, take a shot. Isn't that what we're doing now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. And then, so you see that, if you so you've seen that throughout the, because you've seen guys come and go and women mm-hmm. come and go and they'll, so it's it's the ego, and everybody I think everybody that's done jujitsu, and I've asked this, and I've had the people that have been here, and I always ask them, I ask the same question, and I and they always say the same thing. It's always like, well, it depends on your ego,
1: mm-hmm.
0: depends on how fragile your ego is. If you're coming in with a big ego, which a lot of people do, but it's the way it's the way you handle it. Hundred percent. What um, what's one of the best things you've learned in jujitsu that you think? That helped you, not just at work, but like just in general? Ooh. I learned it day one, and it was,
1: I am not as tough as I thought I was.
0: 100%. <laughs> since you got put out. Did yeah, since your, I got put out. Did it, you pee your pants when no, you put out? No. no.
1: And it, even if I had, I wouldn't tell people. Yeah, I would. I would tell <laughs> No, but I, I came in with a very inflated sense of my own athletic abilities, yeah. and that was immediately crushed on day one. And when you
0: beat Carthage— um,
1: you know i didn't beat carthage when i was there so what Speedwoman got the best of you i know so yeah to me that that humbling experience was probably the best lesson i took away from jiu jitsu
0: yeah mhm yeah it humbles you It keeps humbling you over and over and over again
1: it's been humbling me for 9 years
0: it's funny because i people are like i always being a being a black belt some people always say well you're like the best, and i'm like yeah i am but uh yeah, you always get humbled because you always face guys that are always going to be better than you, and you're always going to, they're always going to fucking beat the shit out of you. Mm-hmm.
1: And there are guys that you wouldn't look at twice in a bar yeah. that are
0: absolute sharks. Yeah, and that's the, that's the cool thing about jujitsu is you never know. They call him. Who is that? Somebody was calling it the, the warrior nerd or the nerd warrior. Was it Jacko? Do you listen to that guy, Jacko? Yeah, on Did occasion. You? Yeah, so me too. He's pretty interesting. He's, he's kind of funny. Yeah. I don't think he means to be funny, but I think he's funny. Meaning, like, I think it's very dry. I think he is trying to be funny, but it's not a, Ha ha ha. It's more like, yeah, I said something funny. You should be laughing type of thing. And it is funny. It is funny. <laughs> um, but when he gets to crack up, it's, you know, it's kind of funny then. Um, cool. I mean, anything else? No. Any other hidden agenda? That you have as a police officer, uh, like Illuminati, yeah, conspiracy nothing? theories. Is the, is a are we preparing for the police state happening, or are you guys having secret trainings Secret to, to, yeah, to suppress to everybody? To oppress everybody. Suppress to to oppress everybody. Yeah. And what else? What else you got? Huh? When's that going to start? Next week? <laughs> next week is that starting next week? Mark your calendar. Mark your calendar. The oppression continues or gets turned up. Yeah. Tanks in the tanks in the street. Nothing? I wish. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> All right, well, cool, man. Thank you. I. Uh, no, thank you for having me. I just, uh, this was uh, This was fun. We We get to talk anyway, but some of the stuff we talk about, probably sh- we shouldn't have a mic on anyway. We'll probably, <laughs> we probably offend a lot of people. Yeah. At least. Melt
1: a lot of snowflakes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Cool. Thanks. Thank you for having me. I gotta- well, I hope you guys enjoyed the talk with Brian. I did. And I hope we made some things clear. Well, not clear (laughs) as um, it's uh, when it comes to the legal ramifications of doing uh, of doing jujitsu and applying jujitsu while being a police officer. Um, I hope that uh, I I was as confused as as you guys might have been when he was explaining the different type of uh, techniques, what they can and what they can't do. And really, you know, it's not cut and dry when a police officer uses this type of force, meaning um, I guess there's, they called it empty hand force. Um, it's not as cut and dry because uh, you know, there's some legal ramifications and just the overall why, you know, kind of answering, why don't, why don't police officers, you know, learn jujitsu? Why don't they get taught jujitsu? Once they learn it, um, it should be, you know, it should be universal through every department. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of, of um, possibilities and, and danger. Not so much danger, but just the just the legal aspect of using force um, like something like Jiu-Jitsu that's unknown. Um, you know, yes, Jiu-Jitsu does help. Yes, Jiu-Jitsu, as he, as he mentioned in the podcast, as he mentioned in the interview, yes, Jiu-Jitsu has helped him. Yes, he's used it. And he's very thankful for using Jiu-Jitsu. But, you know... Um, there's a time and place for everything is what I was is what we're trying to really establish and it's not it's not it's cut and dry um, and I see that a lot on Facebook where you know people go out and i like oh you know police officers you get you become safer if you do jujitsu you do absolutely and I completely agree with that but um, again it's not cut and dry um, you know these these police officers this is their living. This is how they make money and this is how they support their family, put roof over the head, food on the table. And they have to kind of of almost make a split decision in in the in the moment of, hey, if I use this technique in jujitsu, uh will it cost my job? Will it you know, will it cost my job? Will it will I lose my house? You know, you know, lose my pension, all that. These are things that, you know, police officers have to kind of think about whether or not they're going to be using something, and yes, as safe as jujitsu, but again, you know, it can get very muddy when it comes in the legal system is, um, with lawyers, and I'm not taking a shot at anything like that, but is, it can get very muddy. I'm just stating a fact that, you know, they're going to find ways of, well, this can do this and this can do that, um, you know, this happened in this instance, so it's not cutting dry, uh, is what I was trying to get, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. I did. Um, and I hope to have, uh, Brian back on, uh, and like, like every other guest that I've had, I, I hope to have them back on and see what they're at and see where they're, see how they're doing since their last interview. So, um, other than that, guys, I appreciate you guys listening. Please look us up on social media. Um. Everything at Lake County BJJ. So on Facebook is just at Lake County BJJ. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all that's at Lake County BJJ. And visit our website, lakecountybjj.com, for any more information about our school. But other than that, guys, um, thanks for listening, and I will see you guys on the mat. Bye.